Welcome to the Real Deal of Parenting podcast with Abby Johnson and Regan Long. This show covers all things pertaining to motherhood with authenticity, insight, and a healthy dose of humor with topics from a Christian perspective, ranging from the everyday challenges of raising kids of all ages to high profile issues and current events facing families. There's something for everyone. We've got a great new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. All right. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Abby and I hopped on here so quickly. She was just getting kiddos out the door. Isn't it amazing? Like in in the normal morning rush, whether it's to school or to church or to an event, like, okay, everybody's got to go to Bible school. It's just like Houdini and like seven things at once. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And okay. So if you follow my page, you know that I was on vacation for the past two weeks, which (laughs) was, which was amazing. Like I was completely like disconnected. I, we were like up in the mountains of Colorado. So I really, I didn't have like any, I didn't have any service or anything like that which was actually awesome blessing, right? Yeah, it it was great. Um and so I loved it. Okay, so anyway, um and so you know, I was like every once in a while like and so we were like at campgrounds and campgrounds actually have terrible Wi-Fi come to find out. I was like, well there be Wi-Fi like at the campgrounds and campground Wi-Fi is actually terrible. So, um, which that was fine. It, you know, so every once in a while, like I, I, you know, we'd come into town and I would like check in with my assistant and stuff. But, um, so anywho, um, so we just got back on Sunday and then I had scheduled, so we had vacation Bible school at my church Monday through Friday. And then I had also scheduled in the morning. And then I'd also scheduled my kids for like this like trampoline camp in the afternoon. That sounds so fun. Like trampoline camp. <laughs> like who would have thought you could have like anything camp. I know. So we have a camp in the morning and then we have a camp in the afternoon. Doug was like, really Abby? Like we get <sighs> well, out like-, like late Sunday night. And then you're like two camps, like one in the morning, one. I'm like, but on the flip side, he should be thanking you. Like, honey, you did good. We can have a couple hours in between. <laughs> the girls go to vacation Bible school too. So like all of them are at vacation Bible school in the morning. So we just have Fulton in the morning. So it's, I mean, it's sort of nice, you know, like we have a break, but of course, like, okay. So we come back home and okay. First of all, thank you God that we had like a safe trip because we, you know, we, we drove all the way up to Colorado in an RV. So like, thank you, Jesus, that we had a safe trip going up and coming all the way back. And and I, and I need you to go into more detail there at some point. Okay. So 13 of them in an RV. Yeah. Well, we had two RVs. We had two RVs. Two RVs, but like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was really fun. So it was like, it was our family and then 
It's like all of our kids. And then um, I'm going to share this to my page really quick. Um, morning show. Oh, yeah. When you're talking to kids. And then your good friend. Well, okay. So Grace went to a camp called Camp Vatiwa. And it's like, um, it's a camp uh, sort of based around uh, St. Pope John Paul II. Okay. So that. Yeah. And it's in Colorado. So she went to that. It's a nine day outdoor camp, like adventure camp in the mountains. Wow. So they like, hiked up a they like hiked up mountains they um what they went whitewater rafting they did like all this really really cool stuff adventures yeah like outdoor <laughs> outdoor stuff okay right. stuff i i don't do okay so yeah. so they did that so um okay so she was there. And so I was like, she's never been away for nine days, you know, like out of state. So that's why we decided to do our vacation in Colorado. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to fly because I don't want to put masks on my kids. Right. So, um, so I asked my parents, like, do y'all want to go? And they were like, Yeah. They love Colorado. Yeah. So, and then we took our friend Heather, who always vacations with us. So, we needed two RVs. So, we rented two RVs, which we rented these RVs, which are basically, well, they are U Hauls, which they outfitted to be an RV. <laughs> okay. So, they're very, very basic. Okay. Oh my gosh. Which is fine. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we we start so we it's twelve of us. So we go up to Colorado and um it was just it was great. I mean the weather was great, it was super fun. We we were like in Colorado Springs and then we went up to Estes Park wow. and then we ended up picking up Grace. Um, and I had flown, I had gone up with Grace and had dropped her off at the camp and right. then, um, and then had come back and then had traveled up with them. So, um, anyway, and so we just had such a great time and then we picked up Grace and then we, you know, did some more stuff and then we came back home. So, yeah, we were there for like two weeks and it was awesome. That's so it was so fun. But yeah, it was a lot of people. Right. In a very, you know, small right area. But the great thing about about being in an RV and like a camp thing is that like there's you know, you say at these campgrounds there's like playgrounds. Like we stayed at a um like a Jellystone Park, and I don't know if anybody's ever stayed at one of those, mm -mm. but they're awesome. So they had like an arcade, they had a pool, they had a putt putt golf 
place, like a mini golf place. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had um, a big trampoline pad, like a big jump pad. Yeah. They had, um, I mean, all kinds of stuff for kids to do. So it was awesome. Like the kids had so much fun. They had a big playground. Yeah. Uh, so, and like the KOA sites, they have like big playgrounds and they have, you know, pools and, some of them have putt-putt golf and like they have stuff for the kids to do too. So it was great. So like, it didn't feel because we weren't like in the RV, you know, right. you were at, right. We were right. Out, like doing stuff. So like, next year we want to go to um, Gatlinburg because we love Gatlinburg. We always say that Gatlinburg's like the Las Vegas for kids. It's yeah. Yeah. Really so, you know what? Like, so, and I'm not sure, well, like any, everyone who's watching, they're either going to be sim like Abby or, or like myself. But, so Abby and I are similar in almost every way. However, and those who know us, and, and Abby will say, oh, yeah, um, Abby's much more laid back than me. And Abby is a much calmer parent than me. Like when Abby came and spent time with me, <laughs> like every little thing, I'm afraid the baby's going to choke. I'm like high strung. I'm very high strung. So me, like, as you're sharing all that, I'm like, oh my God, I really do think that would be fun and amazing. And I'd love to experience that with my children. That said, I'm also the mom. I get very stressed out on vacation and it's not an ungrateful thing. It's like, a, I think I'm still in that stage. Hopefully I outgrow it as a mother. Um, because you have tons of little ones, but I, I'm in that stage where I just don't enjoy myself that much, you know, and I'm such a weird, and again, you and I have very different schedules. You're always flying and you're yeah. all these places and you're so much more adaptable than me. Like me, I'm such a, I'm such an introvert at times and I'm such a creature of habit. Like my, I, I liked, you know, my daily yeah. schedule. Yeah. And, and I, I, I never have a schedule. I you mean, never. and you're so good, you know, and I'm, and I'm good on the fly too. But like when we took our kids to the ocean for just a couple of days, I, I, like I'm trying to enjoy myself, but I'm not enjoying, <laughs> I'm not enjoying myself because, because I don't know. So I'm one of those. I guess I'm not all the time uptight, but sometimes I'm an uptight mom. And then I'm like chasing the baby or I'm thinking like, I don't know, everything I'm going to have to do when I get home. I need to enjoy myself more and relax in the moment. You know what I mean? Because everything you did say sounds like amazing. And that disconnect from like social media. And even if you wanted to be on it a lot of the times, I mean, you and I spoke just a couple times if you had gotten service, but like that would be so freeing and so relaxing, you know? Yeah. I have to tell you though, Reagan, I don't know about anybody else who's watching, but, and I told you about this and I'm going to write about it, but wow. I, I, I don't know if anybody else has had a moment like this. But there was a moment on the trip. I don't know that there's ever been another moment like this in my life that, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but I feel like there was, there was something that happened on the trip that I feel like ch changed 
maybe my, I don't know, my, my life as a parent, my view as a parent, I don't really know the right way to say it, but I don't know if any of you have ever had that, that moment, that sort of, it's trauma. Know. It's like a traumatic. It was a traumatic. It was a very traumatic event for me. Yeah. Yeah. Something that happened on the trip. Um, because Abby is, for those who don't know her, Abby is calm in the face of adversity and an emergency. And so Abby is a calm, collected parent and just person. So, so we were, um, we were staying at this campsite right at the bottom of like Pike's Peak. And uh, right next to us is really cool park. And there, it, it was really neat. There was like this little, I don't know, like little pond thing. And they had otters in it, just like. Oh, so cute. I love otters. Like, <laughs> otters, like these little cute otters. And they yeah. actually have beavers in it. There are beavers in the wild, like building dams and stuff. It was so cool. <laughs> the neatest, like I've never in, seen that. Like, just in the throes of nature. In the wild. I was like, what? We don't have this in Texas. Okay. So anyway, and then they had a little playground um, there. And so uh, we had been at this, this campground for a few nights and so we have been going over there um to let the kids play and everything and so um we went over there and one one evening and it was you know like at dusk and the kids you know had been you know whatever we've been looking at the beavers and Carter had been trying to catch a beaver and whatever. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so um, and then we had gone on the playground and there was like another cute little family there with their daughter. And so anyway, um, we were leaving and, you know, when you have a lot of kids, like you're always counting, you know, like we were always counting, always counting. And, um, and so I'm, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking and, um, and I had been, you know, it was funny because, you know, you're just always sort of like scanning the environment, you know, and it was, it was time for us to go, to go back because it was getting dark. And, I had noticed that when we were leaving, like I, I just sort of looked around. I was like, oh, there's like quite a few people in the park, you know, and I noticed there were like sort of couples sitting on the ground and, um, you know, together. And, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is, you know, a neat park for, you know, couples to come to or, you know, whatever. And um, I noticed there were quite a few people and I noticed that you know, it's Colorado. So there's like a lot of people on bikes and stuff. And so I sort of noticed that. And, um, and then, you know, I was, <laughs> and I, it's weird. I noticed there were a lot of people with like beards, you know, <laughs> no, it's like weird what you notice, you know? Right. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, we're sort of walking. And so as we're walking, I'm like counting and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm like, 
okay, where's the seventh? Who's the seventh? Like who's, you know, who's missing? Yeah. And um, I realized that it's Alex who um, is our nine-year-old who had just had a birthday two days before. So this was July 11th. Um, his birthday had been on the 9th. And um, I was like, okay, where is he? Like, he's the oldest boy. So he's very responsible, you know, like, so I was like, okay, he's got to be around here somewhere, you know? And so I'm like looking, I'm looking and I, like, I don't see him. And, um, and so I, I sort of run, you know, I'm, I'm like, where's, you know, I asked Doug, I'm like, where's he, Doug was sort of ahead of me. And I'm like, where's Alex? You know? And he's like, I don't know. And then I asked the kids, I'm like, where's your brother? Where's, where's Alex? And I'm not, you know, panicking at this point. Cause I'm like, they know where he is. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And um, they're like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Where is Alex? And, um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, where is Alex? Yeah. And, um, and so I thought, well, maybe, maybe he's still back at the little playground. And so I sort of, you know, run back to the playground and, um, the family that had the little girl was still there. And I said, um, I said, did you see, was, did I have a son that was still here? Or, and they were like, no, no, everybody left. And I was like, okay. And so, and then I, I was walking back then all of a sudden I noticed that the park was completely empty. Wow. Like everybody that was there, everybody that had been sitting there Filled and then on bikes, it was like empty. And, and then I'm like really panicking. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, what did those people look like? Like, what if somebody took him? Like, and then I'm trying to think about all the people with beards. Like what, what did their faces look like? What were they wearing? Like, you know, and I'm just, I'm like, and I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like I'm, I'm just like in this state of panic, like where's Alex? I'm like yelling for him. I'm like running around the park. Like, where is he? And um, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever been, I don't, I don't know that I've ever been like that scared before in my life. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever been like that panicked that scared like ever before in my life. And, um, and I, and I remember like my Luke, my, um, my eight-year-old, he looked at me and he goes, mom, what if someone took him? And I just like, I, I really, I really thought I was going to throw up. Like, yeah. I just thought, oh my gosh, like, please don't say that. And um, Heather, our friend that was with us was like, I'm going to, I'm going to run to the campsite and um, see if he went to the campsite. Yeah. And I just was like, please God, let him be there. Like, but I was like, why would he have gone to the camps? You know, like, why would right. he have done that? And, um, and so I'm still like running around the park. Like I'm like running like into the wooded area. I'm like, you know, where could he be? And then at this point, your body 
is in that like fight or flight mode where you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and I'm thinking like, right. What, what does this look like now? Like if he's, right. I'm, I'm like, I'm like going right. down the road. Like I'm like my brain oh, is like going into this, like space, yeah. like yeah, he's missing. Like, what does this look like for me? Like, right. do I stay in Colorado? I mean, I'm mean, like, you're yeah, like crazy, like irrational space. Like I, mm -hmm. I don't really know how to explain it, but I was just like, oh, I get it. I guess I live in Colorado now. Like I, <laughs> I'm not leaving now. Like I, I, I won't leave here until yeah. I, I find my son. Like, where is he? Like, is he in a car right now with somebody? Is he? I mean, I, I just was so panicked, and, um, and then Heather, um, ended up, I guess, calling Doug or something and saying that he was at the camper. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I just ran to the camper and, um, and then it's like, you don't know if you want to like, slap the crap out of them. Like, <laughs> do you know what you just put me through? Just like hug them like ferociously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he he started like as I was running over there, like he started like walking toward me, you know. Yeah. And I just grabbed him, and I just, oh my gosh, I just grabbed his shoulder, and I was like, Alex, like, don't ever do that again. Like, don't I? I don't know what you were thinking. Like, don't ever. I thought somebody had taken you. Like, don't ever run away from me like that again, you know. And he was like, okay, <laughs> like I think he. You know, like, I think I made him scared because, yeah. like, I was so scared, you know. I worked out, yeah. And then two days later, but I'm telling you, it was the craziest thing. Like, it's crazy, like, what your mind does, like, as a parent. Like, every, like, photo I had ever taken with him, like, every memory I'd ever had with him was, like, like flashing through my head. Like, it was so strange yeah. um like what your mind does and I was and then I was like what color was his shirt like what was he right no I was like trying to think like what would I tell the police like what was he wearing like what you know it's just it was the craziest thing and um okay so then two days later we go to the zoo and we were in this um it was an indoor like exhibit with like the gorillas and it was the primate exhibit or whatever. And we were all together, but like, I guess he had like gotten separated from us for a second. Like we hadn't left the building, but it like made him scared because <laughs> scared the crap out of him my mom. before. And so like he went and like found a zoo employee and was like, I can't find my, <laughs> my parents. Well, it worked. Yeah. And so then, like, they came and found us, and he was like right. crying. And I was like, I think I've like traumatized him. It's like, it's like the scene from, from Home Alone and Kevin and the mom all over again. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it was like, it was like the most. And then I felt like I, I was, 
I don't know. Then the rest, I mean, like for a few days, I was like anxious, you know, I was like, I, I could not stop like counting the kids. I was like a little OCD, like, yeah, where are the kids like counting the kids, you know? I mean, I get it. It was, it was definitely like the scariest moment as a parent, I think I've ever had in my life. Like I've never had the experience of like having a kid lost like right. that. And, and like literally he was only lost for like five minutes. Right. But five oh, minutes every like, second that goes by. Oh yeah. That five minutes was an eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, I think that is, um, it's got to be a parent's one of one of the nightmares a parent can go through because I've always, you know, I always say I'm so blessed that I have five healthy children and um, they're with me and they're safe. And, you know, I've never had to experience the loss of a child. So I can't even fathom that or speak to that. Um, nor have I ever um, experienced, you know, a kidnapping mm-hmm. um, and and you know you have you have to be careful what you say especially because I've never been in that position because you know the, of course it's gonna upset people but I always think in my head if my child were taken and kidnapped I almost feel it would be worse than the the death of a child because you you'd constantly be thinking is my child being tortured where they, you know what I mean? Are they being hurt every hour of the day? They're scared. They're hungry. They're cold. They're being suffocated. So again, thank you, Lord. Please never let me have to experience either. But I, I just, you know, I was, I was with um, Beth Holloway, um, you know, Natalie Holloway. She was the um, girl that was, she was a senior and she went to Aruba hmm. and she was uh, with her whole class. Um, and uh, she was abducted mm-hmm. and, you know, they didn't really know what happened to her. And, um, but anyway, I was in a breakfast uh, with Beth, her mom. And, um, and she, that's what she said. I mean, she, it was in Aruba and, you know, she was like, she said, when I thought that Natalie was, was gone, like when I thought that she was taken, she was like, it was, it was terrible. Like it was a, a terrible, like anxiety. They were going into like, brothels and trying to find her because they thought she was being like trafficked and you know tortured and um you know they had like men like raiding different you know crack houses and brothels and things like that because they were like getting tips that that's where natalie was and so they were like trying to um find her yeah. And then this guy, Jorn Vandersloot, actually um, in an undercover thing, admitted to killing her and throwing her into the ocean. And and she said that, like, when they found that out, 
she just had this really immense like peace that came over her um, because she was like, I knew that she was with the Lord and I knew she wasn't being like tortured. Um, And I, I knew that, you know, her soul was at peace and that, that was just, you know, it was, it was, I mean, she's an amazing woman, but, um, you know, it was just, it was really, I, I just thought, oh my gosh, that would be really difficult to think that your child is out there. And there's so many kids that, you know, stories like that where parents just don't know where their children are. And gosh, you would think that it would be easier to just think, Lord, just let my child be in heaven and be at peace. Right. Um, And being like trafficked or, you know, something like that. My mom, I remember like being a kid and my mom used to say, you know, there, there are things worse than death. And I remember being a kid and being like, what's worse really? than dying? Right. Yeah. But, you know, as I got older, I, I realized like, yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, worse than dying. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, I've seen, well, you know how like on your phone, it, it and people are just gonna agree, like it, it's happened to almost everyone. If you talk about something, it shows up in your newsfeed. Yes, oh if, yeah. If, it's weird. Yeah. But it just, it is, it is what it is. Or if you have interacted with something on social media before or watched a video or look at these types of articles, they're going to the algorithms. It's going to naturally put more of those things in front of you. Well, lately I've been seeing these attempted kidnappings and like here in the United States, oh, I just saw one in New York last New night, York, the one I saw. And literally the mom's walking on the street, the sky runs We're all going to see it now because we just talked about it. So it's all going to pop up. Because that's how, that's how it works in the, the hidden cameras and microphones. <laughs> are um, no, it's terrifying. I mean, I've seen one where um, a mom and her friend and their like toddler are having dinner on the deck of an out- outdoor restaurant. Someone hopped over the deck to try to take the child. Yeah. And if it wasn't for two other men who had no clue who they were jumping in, I mean, this is the world we're living in now. Yeah. And again, you know, we've had Tim Ballard on here, who's such a, you know, does he's such an incredible force with with human trafficking, fighting it. And a lot of people still think, oh, that just doesn't happen near me. That's not happening in the United States. I mean, it happens everywhere and it is um it's just and it's increasing it's increasing because again like the the drug cartel drugs used to be the biggest money maker globally like drugs big money big money and then when you know tim explained it you know how is human trafficking the biggest money maker globally now he's well think of it drugs once you've sold it, once you've used it and consumed it, it's gone, right? It's gone. A child can be used again and again and again. And it's the most grotesque, inhumane evil. It's all, I, I almost really can't even process it. And, and Tim even says too, 
he can't really talk about a lot of things or he said people wouldn't be able you know without vomiting without truly being able to to handle it he's like the human mind is not able to handle or comprehend what we see what is happening every day all day and so it's um it's terrible so it's it's where we are we're living in a time where and Abby and I are those people like to create this fear where you're supposed to hide in your closet and not live and do things, but it's, you have to be on alert. You have well, yeah. I mean, and that's, that, I mean, this, this video that I saw that you saw yeah. was in New York yeah. in the middle of the day, it was a broad daylight. Right. Just, uh -huh. This right. mom and her kids walking down the sidewalk in New York in the middle of the day. And this dude, right who was with his dad just jumps out of the car, grabs this like five-year-old and runs back to his car with him. And the mom and her older kid like just jump into action. Yeah. And, um, and they like pull the kid out of the car. Oh my gosh. You know, they like wrestle and like get the kid out of the car. And then the guy like takes off. They ended up catching the guy, and then like he fought with the police. Like he got in an altercation with the police. They ended up catching him. But I'm like, what in the world? It was in the middle of the day. But that's happened before too. I saw a guy take a girl, uh, I, the, they ended up getting her, but um, it was like at a loan, like one of those like payday loan places. Right. Mom was staying there with her little girl. Like she was holding her hand. And this guy just runs in, grab like tries to grab the little girl and try to run out with her, but like everybody was there and like they like beat the guy and then get the little girl. I mean, it's in the middle of the day. Like in a crowd, like in a crowd of business. I mean, it was just it was just bizarre. Yeah. And so, you know, there was actually this um you know, sort of this this controversy, actually, Reagan, that just happened at Turning Point. I don't know if you saw it. The SAS conference, Turning Point SAS conference, uh, Student Action Summit is taking place right now. And there was a there was a, a porn star that showed up. And did you hear about this? No. Okay, so there was a porn star that showed up to turning point. I don't know if she says she's conservative or, or what, but you know, it's sort of like, it, now it's sort of created this controversy. Okay. Because people are like, Oh no, like, you know, no, it's fine. Like you can be a porn star and be conservative. And I'm like, I was just going to say, it's a bit paradoxical. I'm like, no, like, like really? No, like, no. Um, right. but, but this is where like, I really feel like people are going to have to start drawing a line in the sand when it comes to conservative yeah. politics. Like, no, you can't be a porn star and call yourself conservative. Right. Because pornography is detrimental to our society. Right. Right. Pornography is 
part of human trafficking, right? And it's and it's be and it's become so normalized. I mean, my gosh, we have teachers who are in charge of our children for forty hours a week, normalizing it, saying it's a yes. Five-year-olds, five and six-year-olds who are in charge of kindergartners and first graders saying, but we need to talk about this. They're showing them pornographic images and videos and how to, oh my gosh, it's like just, oh my. Now, I'm not saying that some, I'm not saying that some conservative, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that I shouldn't reach out to this woman, this young woman. I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't reach out to this young woman and try to minister to her and walk along. I'm not not saying that we should. Right. Right. But should she be at a conservative conference, you know, sort of for lack of a better word, pimping herself out like she was there, like, like, sort of selling herself and like selling her material and like selling herself as a porn star to a, a, a young group of people. I mean, SAS is a training for young conservative activists. Yeah. She has no business being at that sort of event. Right. Selling herself as a porn star, right? right. At a young influential conference. Right. Like, that's absolutely not where she should be. Right. Right. Does she need to be ministered to? Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, does she vote? Does she vote a certain way? Does she like conservative? Sure. Can she vote? <laughs> like in half. Yep. Right. But conservative and porn star do not go in the same zone. No. There's nothing. She needs to understand why. Right. Right. Like she needs to understand somebody needs to mentor her and help her understand why her choice of career does not mesh with conservative politics. Right. <laughs> like, and it's so, and Abby, this is the time we're living in. It's just such a perfect example because we're not drawing the line anymore because we have people, Oh, I'm pro-life, but but not in the case if this happens or this happens or this happens, but I'm pro-life. Well, no, you're not because there's no, but in the sentence of pro-life. Well, I, I go, I'm a, I'm a Christian woman and I believe in the Bible and this, but I mean, I don't do this or this and I take that part out and I don't follow that law. And that, do you know what I mean? This is where we're at. Okay. It's like Bruce Jenner. It's like the Bruce Jenner thing. Everybody was like falling all over themselves. Like, Ooing and awing over Bruce Jenner just because he said that females don't belong in or that males don't belong in female sports. And now all of a sudden he's like some sort of like conservative spokesperson. Yeah. He said one thing right. Like, guys, like he's a dude living like a woman. Right. That automatically disqualifies him from conservative politics. Like, right. Like, come on, like, <laughs> it's, think it's about it for a second. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm just, we, it's like, we're so desperate to bring people into the conservative circle that we're willing to throw out all of our morals and our principles. Right. And, and that, that's like a liberal mindset. That's like a, like anything goes sort of mindset. And that's a mindset that is not going to be blessed by God. 
Like well, we no. have to have principles. We have to have morals. You you do, and that's why the infiltration of of evil and maybe maybe a lot of it isn't at the level of evil, okay? But the infiltration of just wrong and crossing the line is everywhere. Well, and then if you, if you try to cross, if you try to cross the line and draw a boundary, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're unaccepting, you're unloving, you're unchristian like. And and but that's but that's where we're at. So it's it's definitely, you know, it's that's just a, a an incredible example of the porn star at the conservative, you know, where where molding of young conservative minds is at. No, that's that's not a lifestyle. That's not what should be trying to, you know, introduce and mold young minds with. No. Yeah, and yeah, pornography is. Um, and they say an 11 year old child is the average age that they're first introduced to some type of pornography with all of the access that kiddos have access to with everything they have access to. And so um, it's, it's just, it's really disturbing. It's um, <sighs> well, like Erica just said that her, that she and her 10 year old daughter got followed in target and out to the parking lot you know, I, I, you know, anytime I have a, a really good friend, um, Amanda Florzakowski, who she was in a Walmart and this woman and man, she has this book called Unraveled. Everybody should get it. It's the craziest story. She was in Walmart and this woman started talking to her and all of a sudden she like takes her baby out of her arms like just reaches over and takes her child out of her arms and Amanda's like what are you doing like and she anyway it's just like long crazy story but these people had been following her she realized these people had been following her in Walmart Oh my been sort of like targeting her. And anyway, she ended up recognizing these people uh, later on. They were, they were traffickers mm. and they had targeted her daughter for, for trafficking. And um, anyway, she's got a great book about it. And, um, and frankly, like Erica did share, it's it's all too common. Walmart, Target, yes, you know, right. you know, like she lives in a in a nice area. Yeah, you know, Amanda was in a nice area. This happens everywhere. They're everywhere. I mean, they don't they don't go to the slums, right? Right. right. <laughs> They're in unassuming areas. Um, and. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I always, if you ever feel like I tell people, if you ever feel like you are being followed, like, even if you're like, sometimes, you know, you're in a store and you're like, why does this person keep popping up everywhere? You know, and it's not always a guy like, oh, like yeah. Linda, it was a woman. Um, and so sometimes it's a woman that's involved. Um, because that will make you feel less like on right. guard or yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you ever feel like that, 
Um, like I felt like that before. And so like in a grocery store. And so I asked the HEB um, guy to walk me out to my car and uh, like the bagger guy. Yeah. Like, Can you help me with my groceries and walk me out to the car. I like, I feel like a little uneasy with all my kids. And he stayed with me until I had all my kids in the car. Um, while you're buckling all your kids in the car, that's like a prime target. Your back is turned. Yep. Yep. And so um, he stayed with me until I had all my kids in the car, until I was in the car and I was driving off. And then, and then he left. So like, if you ever feel like uneasy or even if it's at night and you don't feel uneasy, like that's why people are there. That's why like, you know, they have extra people there. They don't mind. Like, they don't mind going. I've never had anybody that was like, oh, like, like, you know, like they're always like, oh, right. I'd be yeah. happy to talk love to that. you, you know. And so, you know, and I have a lot of kids, so it takes me a while <laughs> to, you know, yeah. to drop them all in and everything. Yeah. But it's better to be safe. And um, yeah, so, I mean, always, you know, ask. And, and even sometimes like I'll try to tip them and they're like, Oh no, ma'am. Like I, you know, I'm happy to help. And so that's a great suggestion. I love that. Yeah. And that's good. And especially like Erica, like she says, she's a single mom, like, especially if you're like a single mom, like take the help, you know, like let people help you. You don't have to do this alone. Like we're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to live in community with one another let people let people help you yes so i love that and a lot of crazy things happen at gas stations so i think it's a good yeah, idea. gas stations like skeeze me out and my husband always tells me i go to the i don't always check gas prices or i don't you know what i mean but i always go to the nicest one and we live in a very nice area but it's apparently it's the most expensive and he's like why do you always go to that one i'm like it's so clean and nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, but you could save twenty cents if you go. Twenty cents. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'll pay the extra twenty cents again. I know. You know what like a not skeezy one. Yeah. yeah. So I go sense. to the nicest, safest, cleanest one where I just feel safe there. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I'm the same. I'm like, I don't care. I don't even look at gas prices. I, I just I know. It is one so- that's well lit and doesn't look like I'm gonna get robbed. It is so terrible anymore. Gas prices, but. But anyway, so as we as we close out, I want us to do something really quick, this little challenge that people can actually do with us. So do you have you ever heard? And I think I mentioned it on one of our videos. So you're going to need a couple ice cubes. So if Doug's in the house or you're going to have to run and get them and I'm going to get mine. So I'm going to explain it before we do it. So moms or even dads watching this can do it. So I know like in pregnancy, Lamaze classes. Did you ever like do a pregnancy birth class? I've only done one. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, after you have so many, it's like you don't even need to do them. But anyways, I still remember this, and I'm sure like they get updated. Like everyone ever did Lamaze. I don't think that was a thing when I had my kids. <laughs> well, anyway, so with my oldest, and Kendall's going to be 14, but I remember this, and I tried it. We were out at a soccer game the other day, and it was so hot, and I tried it again, and it's so hard to do. But during the pregnancy preparation, they had all the moms, all the pregnant moms, and then the dads, you had to take an ice cube in each of your hands, okay? 
and you you literally had to sit there and squeeze it and hold it and most people are probably like oh big deal <laughs> but it is it's almost becomes painful like it's so yeah. and in the lamas instructor had said um this is like a fraction of the pain you're going to feel <laughs> with your contractions so i remember it was so and i'm thinking like I'm strong like okay I totally got this I was one of the first moms <laughs> who bowed out so okay like, there was a, it's a of, different kind of pain though it's, it's still a different kind of pain okay it's a different kind of pain but like, I by this a different kind of pain all right I'm so we're gonna grab we're gonna go grab ice cubes and we're gonna hold them in each of our hands and we're going to see and I'm sure Abby's gonna oh, Maddie just got it Maddie Maddie Maddie's one of She's one of our HTWN caseworkers. Oh, she just She's about to have a baby. She's having a baby soon. Okay. Oh my god! So they still do it in classes? They still do it. That's okay. So okay. So are you gonna go run and get two ice cubes? Okay, I'm gonna go get ice cubes. Okay. We'll be right, right back. Hold tight. Okay. Okay. I'm so alive. I'm so alive. I'm so alive. Okay, guys, I'm back. I have my ice cubes. So literally, whether you're a mom or dad watching this, you should really try it because it's it's like it is. It's a weird, different kind of pain. You're back. Yay. Okay. So. So what we're going to do, you're going to take an ice cube in each hand and you literally have to sit there and it's like, it's a matter of focus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a matter of focus. Mine are small. So I have two in each hand. Okay. So you're going to sit there. Okay. Are we doing it right now? Okay. Yep. Yep. Are you on it? Sit there and let's see. It's 1059. Let's see who thinks who's going to win me or Abby. <laughs> oh my God. It's painful. Do you like, do you feel? Look at at how are you so poised? <laughs> Imagine her not having ice cubes in her head. I remember, you know how they tell you to do that breathing? It never worked for me. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, I swear to God. I swear it's like it's really painful for me. I feel like Abby's in another mindset, Erica said. I can't get there. <laughs> you can't even have your finger pricked, so <laughs> well it's the it's the it's the oh my god. It's the idea of the blood being squeezed out. Is Kendall doing it? No, Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy's beside me. doing it. Okay, Brittany just said, watching this truly shows how Abby is dominated having so many children. I'm, I've done natural childbirth a couple times, believe it or not, mm -hmm. and I've done an epidural a couple times. However, I am the mom during natural childbirth. <sighs> Guys, this is, this is sore. My hands are sore. I'm the one where they close my door during labor and they tell me I'm scaring the other moms. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me somehow. 
Okay, I think I'm almost done. It's 11.01, so almost two minutes. I'm getting pain in my head. I'm getting pain in my head. In your head. Let me see your hands. Are you really holding yours? That, is it not painful? Hmm? Is that not painful? Yeah, it is. <laughs> see guys, you're either like a Reagan mom or an Abby mom. <laughs> This shows my personality, how uptight I am. I remember with my third baby, a midwife came in my face until my other normal midwife got there. And she's like, Reagan, just breathe. And she's doing it right in my face. And I'm like, if you don't get out of my face right now. I think they determined that Lamaze isn't even helpful. It's, it's, it's a pain. It's like a, it's like a burning cold pain. Is anybody doing this with us? Nothing. I don't know. It's dripping everywhere. It is. It is. And my hands are like frostbitten. They're frostbitten. It's can't wait to watch the playback of our faces is you're just peaceful <laughs> and I look like I'm literally pushing out a baby oh my gosh the pain I don't think you're squeezing yours hard enough <laughs> it. I know you are squeezing it okay that's I'm good that's good enough for me I did it three minutes guys I well, still Oh my gosh. Isn't that like, isn't that intense? <laughs> An air chant. Everybody <laughs> needs to breathe. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what Reagan is doing is considered breathing. <laughs> no, literally, you should have seen me. You should have seen me during labor. Oh, it was it was not pretty. I'm not doing the ice hands. That's why, literally, guys. And we talked about this many shows ago. And we were going. And we need to loop back to him. We need to have our our PR team contact Jesse. Jesse, he's and I and I hate to I hate to dub him as the wife of Sarah Blakely, who owns Spank. She's a successful billionaire entrepreneur. She has a great story. He has a phenomenal story too. Um, they're both phenomenal. But anyways, he's like this guy who goes around and he does, he's an amazing speaker and he does these ice bath challenges. Well, I, I wanted Abby and I to do an ice bath challenge live. I think I've set myself up for, I'm not sure I'd be able to do it. <laughs> But the health benefits are great. I am the nice man. I don't. I don't know if I could do it. I need someone forcing me it. <laughs> because literally, you have to. You have to breathe a certain way through it too. You know, what? Like, like Brittany said, whatever Reagan was doing was not breathing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Woo! Okay, well, I can be warm again. So you're either you're either a Reagan mom or Abby mom. Hopefully there's more more crazies out there. 
You have to like find a spot on the wall and like focus. Yeah, I'm just not a good focuser. <laughs> I'm an ADDer. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. Well, you did good. You did exactly how I thought you do. Focused and calm and peaceful. And I did exactly how I thought I do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Inside Out movie. Yes. You know, the. did you and your kids watch that movie Inside oh, yeah. Out with all the emotions? Yeah. I'm definitely like Space Cadet. <laughs> it's everywhere. But anyways, that was fun. I'm glad we, we always try to give a little humor and talk a little bit about some very important, serious stuff too. And so. Right. Any other challenge you want to do, bring it. Yes, yes. Some fun, like little challenges that we could do that people can I like do challenges. Us. Yes. All right, guys. I hope everyone has a great rest of your Tuesday. And uh, stay tuned until next week. Yeah. I hope everybody has a great week. We're, um, we're, we had a, we had a we're back in like the red zone in Williamson County for COVID. So I don't really know what that means, but yeah, I'm just really quick. I I've I've also been seeing I'm so excited because as my kids are going back to school this fall, it's a optional mask policy, which yeah. it should be. And um now I see this organization coming out and this organization coming out and this organization coming out that children should be masked and vaccinated. And yeah. I'm, I'm over here cool. saying my rosary, throwing holy water everywhere, trying <laughs> to keep myself under control because, oh mm, uh, man, that should never be pushed on any family or any child, any innocent child. So yeah. Anyways, it, it, this ball in winter is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Stay tuned for more from us. <laughs> I know. I know. They were like, I, I had like put on my Facebook, <clears throat> on my private Facebook page, like they had said something. It was like this big alert. Like, KJ. There was like this big alert, like alert. Williamson County is like in the red zone. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like that's that sounds like terrible. Like what, what's going on here? Like people must be dying like at an astronomical rate. Right. So like I actually read the article and it was like 14 out of a hundred thousand people are contracting COVID. And I was like, 14, like, Whoa, like 14 out of a hundred thousand. And I was like, okay, this is just like a reminder that you have got to read the article and don't just stop at the headline yeah. because the media is counting on you just stopping at the headline. And so, you know, there's your, there's your reminder from Abby and Reagan, always read the article yeah. because the media bias is intense and they're wanting you to only read the headline. So, and the majority of people getting the, the, you know, this like outbreak in Williamson County are between like 18 and 30. So it's not even elderly people that are getting it. And the hospitalization rate is at 4%.
So it's it's like a non-story, and KJ's about to rip your shirt off because he's <laughs> <laughs> KJ's like, hey Abby, <laughs> you're messing with my mom. <laughs> Don't, so, don't just stop at the headline. Read the story, and KJ's gonna nurse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. You say bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at therealdealofparenting.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. Let's talk soon.